All right, gang. Welcome to the Yanagita Podcast Show, episode 28. I'm with their guest. We got Thomas Takanori. Pichon. Pichon, his nickname. Pichon in the gym. And, you know, I want to thank you for your questions. And if you have any questions, please leave them in the comment below or email them to Yanagita Podcast at gmail.com. Ooh. Oh, dang. So, what's our questions, Thomas? Pichon. First question. First question. Okay. I like lifting weights, but I dislike cardio. I know that you're going to say that we need to just do cardio, but I'm wondering <laughs> how to make myself feel motivated or to like running. So, hmm. basically, they want to know how to make themselves enjoy the cardio part of fitness. Mm. And you know, this is good too, because I initially didn't like cardio. Oh, cardio was my first form of working out. And you know, of course, in a perfect world, right, we'd always be excited and motivated to do all that we do, of course. But, you know, I, I'd say it can be many different things. And I imagine that in the very beginning, because you said that you like lifting weights, that at the very start of your weight training journey, it probably wasn't that enjoyable, actually. It was probably a lot of pain, muscle pain, not being able to walk upstairs after leg day, if you're doing leg day. Um, the lactic acid burning sensation of your muscles burning, your forearms burning. And it was probably an uncomfortable feeling, at least for the first couple of weeks until we adapted to that pain. Same with running. If we only run once a month or even like once a week, man, that's that's it's rough because you're always going to think, oh, man, it's like lifting weights once a week. You're constantly going to be sore. You're recovering and you never build the adaptation to to build and continue to grow. So just like running, you know, we're going to feel a different type of pain, like not like lifting weights. Right, the pain of not being able to breathe, our lungs burning, heart pounding, that doesn't feel good. And we might even feel a little bit lightheaded. <sighs> lightheaded. And I know some people will say that running and doing cardio for the first time, they feel nauseous. Oh, I still feel nauseous. Nobody likes to feel that way. I hate it. And check this out, right? So there's a lot of people that say that we're primed to take action in two different ways. Okay. One way is pain and the other is to feel good so the the bro answer in me would be just discipline yourself and gut through the pain and you know of course and and then after the first one two three weeks you'll be fine and cardio won't be that bad that's the bro answers just jump in there jump in the fire <laughs> but for this person and probably those I would I would suggest maybe even watching the approach that might be better will be to set smaller mini goals and just crush them right so on your first day you might run just 400 meters a quarter mile one lap around the stadium that's it that's solid yeah good start good start just one lap around the stadium that's yeah. it Day two, your second time you do cardio might be two laps, 800 meters, right? Two laps around the field, okay? Maybe. And maybe the third day, you might do three laps, right? And you can mix it up. You can run, jog, walk, run, jog, walk. You don't have to, you know, pressure yourself. You can even go micro in that. Run, run one, walk one. Boom, you got your cardio, right? Run, run jog slower the second whatever it is but build some sort of progression and modulate whatever you're doing to fit your goals right so i'm not going to just tell someone just run 10 laps if their main purpose is to lose weight it might be just four laps is good and just interval training run fast jog slow and repeat so the main main thing in this whole thing is to not procrastinate very true yeah because it's so easy to be like ah, you know what i'm just gonna do it tomorrow seems legit i'll start next week i'll start monday 
Yo, Monday is a good day. Yeah. Monday rolls up. Ooh. You know what? I, it's raining today. So th- that's the gods telling me not to run. Okay. So I'll do it next week. No, I'll just start January 1st. Ooh. I'll just take the month off. That's good. There you go. <laughs> just do that. <laughs> like, ah, and I don't even need to do it the whole year. Screw that. Just, exactly. Just five years off. Exactly. I don't know. Five years. And, uh, you know, the main thing is just do it today. Do it now. There you do go. it now so that you can prove to yourself that cardio isn't that bad. And that cardio is actually really good for our brain, our heart, our lungs. Mm-hmm. It's good for everything, mm-hmm. right? And once you do about five minutes of it, your body starts releasing endorphins. That's the feel-good chemicals. Oh, feel good. And before you know it, right, just stick with it for 21 days, six weeks, eight weeks. Actually, the study is University of London came out with saying uh, it takes 66 days on average to form a habit. So it's about two months. So start now, and by the next couple months, it'll be a habit. You won't need discipline anymore because it'll be a habit, and then you can use your discipline and willpower to something else. So that's the advice I would give, man. What about you, Thomas? What do you think? Okay, see, because personally, personally, I hate running. You hate running. I hate running as a form of cardio. I don't like it. It's not. What's your go-to cardio? My go-to cardio. Uh, well, I practice jujitsu. Jujitsu every day for at least two hours. Okay. And that's like, like. So for the people listening, what is that? Jujitsu. Yeah. What is that? So if someone's like, "What is this thing here in Kenjitsu?" It's, what is it's that? the it's the gentle art. Gentle art. It's the it's the art of you know just it's just it's a form of grappling mm-hmm. that were that originated in japan mm-hmm. and found its way around the world creating like other different things like sambo and brazilian jiu-jitsu and tech so technically what i practice would be brazilian jiu-jitsu or just normal jiu-jitsu mm-hmm. and it's basically you just grappling and rolling around with someone who may be your weight or maybe a little heavier, less than you, but there's no striking. So you can just go 100% basically fighting this other person, mm-hmm. just attacking them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, like, you feel so winded after like five minutes of going 100%, maybe even two. Like first roll you ever do, two minutes, you're like gone. Right. It's and like and so for those listening... Right? If you're hearing this and it's like, what do you mean by rolling around? So a good picture would be to picture wrestling. Because yeah. a lot of people know wrestling. Very true. So imagine just wrestling, but with submission holds and yeah. chokes. That's that's the visual that'd probably be really easy to yeah. understand. It just yeah, two people uh colliding, clashing, and it's really exhausting to be sparring uh grappling wise or live training. And yeah, that's a that's a good point. Wrestling. So jujitsu, yeah, that, that's a great thing. We'll go into it maybe in another podcast, but yeah, it's originated as a samurai art, self-defense, and gradually there was a guy named Jigoro Kano who was a jujitsu master. But because of the Meiji Revolution of modernization of Japan, the samurai art of jujitsu was considered more dangerous or like an art that bandits and thieves would use to fight and so he wanted to change that stigma so he refined it to become judo judo just literally also translates into the gentle path right and so around that same time a lot of judokas went around the world to spread the teachings a couple guys went to russia created sambo a guy went to brazil america all over the country all over the world, actually. And fast forward, met a Gracie, then became Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and now it's just Jiu-Jitsu all over the world. It's uh, always evolving. But anyway, yeah. so that's a good point. That's some good cardio, too. Yeah. But apparently, apparently, apparently. it's a different form of cardio. Yes. And once you like, I don't know, I guess, I guess once you like it, you know, once you like your cardio, yes. it's not working the same anymore. It's not it's not giving you pain yes so you actually have to do another form of cardio yes 
which I keep getting told and I keep like denying. <laughs> Share my pain a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the this is the reason why the science behind it. The longer we do a form of cardio, the more efficient we become at it. True. So let's just say I don't know my running form. So I, I'm I'm a terrible runner. I have like let's just say I have really bad running form. Just by running one mile, let's just say I burn 150 calories. Mm-hmm. But as I become more efficient, I know how to run properly, swing my arms properly. Now I use less energy to run the mile. Right, so I can do the same mile in less time and energy, but it's also a combination of your lungs getting stronger. But the technique of running becomes so good that instead of me burning 150 calories to go, I might only be burning 110. Mm. Right, because your form is better. You're not using as much energy. You're you're leaning forward. You have better posture. Your arms are pumping in sync with your arms. You know, all these things will manifest into burning more burning less calories so the main thing to remember is to remember the main purpose goal or outcome of why we're doing cardio if you're doing cardio because running is your sport and you're doing marathons by all means don't worry about calories and become as efficient and effective as possible at running if if running and cardio is a means to an end to help you condition for a sport like boxing football soccer whatever it is then at that point, remember the purpose why we're doing that, right? Your sport comes first, your other training comes second, and then this this should just be kind of like a third or fourth thing. Mm-hmm. And But it seems like this is more like for weight loss. It's like for weight loss. Yeah, I like lifting weights, but I dislike cardio. So yeah. So just remember what the goal is. And if cardio is a means to an end, don't obsess too much about it. And just keep mixing it up. Do something fun. Maybe you hike one day. Maybe you do jujitsu one day. You grapple. You wrestle one day. Yeah. Maybe Five hours. you go to the yeah. You just go long distance. You maybe you swim. Maybe you go to the beach. Oh, swimming is a good fun. Swimming is great too, Fantastic. especially if you have bad form. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just don't go. Don't try in the ocean if you have oh, bad form. Oh no, no, yeah. Don't don't, get, don't go deep waters. Don't go. Don't get swept away now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, if, if that's you're bad. Yeah, if you're newbie to the beach, like I have friends. Go to the pool. Yeah, when I was uh, on the mainland in Florida at school, I had a lot of friends who've never had seen the beach. In Florida? Yeah, because they would come from they would have come from New York or Georgia or the South or wherever wherever. And so they were obsessed about going to the beach in Florida. Oh. And the waves at Florida were completely different from the ones here. Describe that. So it's a little bit more forgiving. So Hawaii. Uh, anybody who lives in Hawaii, if you're listening to this, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, of course. But there's a certain way when you get swept out, you have to swim a certain way to get back to shore because of the way that the waves pull. You can't just swim directly into shore. You have to swim at an angle with the waves. Mm. I learned this the hard way as a kid. I got swept out and someone was like, swim laterally, swim laterally. I almost drowned as a kid. Yeah. And so if you don't know that, right, or like experience Hawaii waves, it's different. Um, the waves in Orlando is just straight back and forth. So you can actually just swim. I think it's something to do with the Atlanta or Pacific. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. This is just from what I saw. That's what I noticed. It was it was much easier to get out of the waves in Orlando. And that might be the reason why a lot of people, you know, sad to say that there's a lot of uh, fatalities in the oceans of Hawaii from people not from here. Mm. And... You know, it's super sad and, you know, maybe we got to do a better job of uh, sharing that somehow, shape or form about the waves. But yeah, that's a, that's a good form of cardio. That's, you know, that's why we have signs. Signs, yeah. Strong current, you know. <laughs> I don't know. People don't look at signs. Like, you know, they get all mad when they like, their kid gets swept out. And they didn't read the sign. Why are you letting your, yeah. You gotta make sure you know what you're doing. Yes. You know, before you put yourself in, in trouble. And you, you are right. You need to swim at an angle. Yeah. It depends. Yeah. Because if you go too, like, deep into the channel, that's where the water is returning. You know? That's where it's returning back yeah. to the greatness. Oh. 
And if exactly. it's, oh, you can get sucked out real fast. Oh, yeah. Been there, done that. Learned that the hard way fun. as well. No, not fun. Yeah. And and a, a tip too, if you are swimming in the ocean, always go with somebody else too. Oh, got to have um, a buddy. They always got to have somebody, whether it's uh, just swimming or if you're surfing or paddleboarding. I literally almost got, I got swept out to sea paddleboarding to the point where my windy? fiance couldn't see me. Was it windy? Was it a windy it day? A, it got windy. So that's why. That, that's, yeah, that's it was my fault. Happened. I should have gone earlier. I should have gone at like five or, you know, five or six in the morning. But we ended up going at uh, maybe like seven thirty, eight o'clock. Oh. And so okay. about an hour in, the wind picked up. Like, oh, no. And it just kept drifting and drifting and drifting. And then that moment, you realize that people are like dots in your sight. That's when you're doing you a really good job. You know you're at least maybe half a mile out or so. And you can barely see people. You just see like dots on the sand. And so I remember she was probably, she might have been worried. Maybe not. I don't know. But I know I got, I started getting worried. I would have been worried. I was like, oh, I'm going all the way. Uh, I think we were in Lahaina side. Or no. I don't remember exactly where we were. But we might have been uh, Napili side. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm thinking, dang, if we keep this up, I'm going to end up in Lahaina. And so I realized I had to get back, get back and cut through the waves. And so exactly the way we did that is not just go straight to the shore because it was just pulling me back out was to was to angle it and just slowly paddle back. Mm-hmm. And I was so exhausted at that point because I'd been paddling for an hour without breakfast. Don't do this. And just keep Disclaimer. going. Angle. And, I, and I, I literally have to like sit on the board and rest. Because I was exhausted. I just sat on the board, just chilled for like a minute, go. Chilled for a minute, go. Chilled. And then I eventually got back to shore. And it, it, yeah, she was just like, are you all right? I was like, yeah. Um, I almost got drifted out. <laughs> so go with somebody. I almost joined and, the, uh, yeah, the ocean. Create a signal or something. If you're waving your paddle in the air, then ask for help or, you know, something. So, I need help. Yeah, anything is just go <laughs> with the friend. Need, go with somebody. assistance. With somebody. Nice. Moving on. Okay. Pichon. What? Don't. Don't. No. Get a comment. Comment. You, you gotta. You gotta calm. You gotta calm down Pichon. on that name. Okay. What should I be eating to have optimal energy throughout the day? Okay. That's mm. yeah. Okay. Don't ask me. Well, I would just say sugar. <laughs> just drink maple syrup. maple syrup. Maple <laughs> syrup. That's a joke. Don't do it. Yeah, don't don't don't, don't just drink maple syrup. Yeah, that's okay. that's you get diabetes. <laughs> well, I would say to have optimal energy. That's a difficult one because everyone's different. Everyone has different lifestyles, goals, work. Everything is different. So to say a blanket statement of like this is the best way i I can't do that especially studying nutrition and it's just there's just no one best way and so with that said i mean there's all kinds of different structures Mm. and diets diets what they call them right paleo keto um, pescatarian backloading intermittent fasting and on and on basically there's a bunch and so it really depends on your goals and your backgrounds that your eating style will be different. <clears throat> if we're someone who works in construction, Ooh. then our food intake is going to be different. True. I mean, of course, it's going to require more calories and carbs than somebody who works in an office all day. Yeah. Of course, right? Because you're sitting all day compared to manual labor. You're just yeah. moving stuff around and you're just always on the go you're lifting you're pushing you're dragging um it's exhausting it it's is exhausting. It is. 10 hour 12 hour days exactly you need a lot of uh, madness yeah so at that point you'd probably be eating more calories to just to make up for your energy difference but anyway so with that said and there's a bunch of research too because back in the day right there was a time that people were saying fats were bad and to eat more carbs and cereals. But this was due to the Kellogg's and the the cereal domination of marketing. 
back then. Oh. So they would say, eat your cereal. and Before you die. Yeah, eat your cereal for breakfast. Carbs are great. Dude, Fats are bad. That is solid marketing to like completely solid like marketing. change like nutritional value. <laughs> yeah. And like, since oh. then, I think this was uh, in the 70s or 80s, quote me if I'm wrong, comment below if I'm wrong, because I love learning, is that that was a huge marketing thing. And look, even to this day, right? How is cereal? Because they didn't know how to sell cereal, right? Back then, my professor, we were talking about it. Like, so they were like, how do I sell cereal to the masses? So they figured, ooh, let's make cereal breakfast thing. Promote, 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 promote. TV, 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 radio ads. Tony the Tiger, you know, Captain Crunch, all these great stuff ooh. became Kellogg's are for champions. Boom. Yeah, all the Olympians are on them. Breakfast, eat your cereal, you become a champion. Wow. Kids, wow. marketing. And those kids are us and people a little bit older, right? Mm. From the 80s and the 90s. And then, 90s, the Dr. Atkins took the war by storm, right? Dr. Atkins, basically a variation of keto, flipped the whole thing backwards, saying, instead of eating carbs for breakfast, just never eat carbs, only eat fats and protein. And it's controversial because he would say things like eat as much butter and bacon and whatever you want, as much butter. as you want. As long as you're not eating carbs, you'll be fine. And my professors would always tell me, tell me about the different, because there's research and there's stuff out there, right? Bless him, you know, bless him and his family was that he had a history of heart attack and heart disease. Oof. And so when he passed away from cardiac arrest, I believe it's cardiac arrest, people were confused about, ooh, should we be doing this super high fat? Was it was it clogged arteries? It wasn't clogged arteries, but people were like, ooh, can this clog our arteries? Just eating straight butter and bacon and all this good stuff? I don't know if this is a good idea. And so, you know the research has been out there's good and there's bad for both so it's really just depending people say there's some research that says butter and uh, healthy fats are not actually healthy and then there's research saying carbs are actually not good don't eat carbs so it's like okay so main thing is eat a balanced nutrition whatever that might look like for you and with that said always go with the basics Right. Human biology hasn't changed that much in the last couple hundred years, let alone maybe even a thousand or so years. We all still crave the certain things. We all crave certain salts, certain, you know, certain sweets for energy. Snickers. That's why we want Snickers. Oh, God. Snickers. Snickers. That's nuts. Yeah. Literal nuts. Yes. And so go with the basics, right? So number one would be water. Oh, you know, it's pretty crazy. Water. It honestly is pretty crazy how just having a slight 2% dehydration can bog down your mental clarity, your thinking, and your energy. Okay? 2% dehydration. That's that's incredible. So if we're thirsty, that means you're, we're already too dehydrated. The moment we feel dehydrated lips, ooh, so that means me. Hold on, let me get a little sip real quick. This is the Hydro Flask opening. You want to go to fitness.com? Mm. I didn't even touch my water yet. I've been just drinking Monster. Don't do that. Yeah, don't be me. Don't it's it's hiding monsters. behind my thing. Yeah, dang, man. Water. It's okay. Just plain old water. Let me drink a lot of water. Drinking at least half our body weight in ounces of water is a good start. So if you weigh 200 pounds, you drink 100 ounces of water. So right here, this is a hydro flask. It's my 40 ounce hydro flask. I will minimal drink two of these and then some cups of water here and there. So that would be 80 ounces. And then I'll probably end up drinking the equivalent of about three of these hydro flasks. So just about, you know, 40 ounces short of a gallon. Is that like on an on or off day? Like, say you don't work out that day. It's just more of a chill business day. Uh, You're gonna drink more or less water. Well, I work out every day, so basically, uh, yeah, it's a regular day. It's a, it would be regular. Yeah. Okay. Drink about because I'm almost done with one, and it's only ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and then I'll probably get through another one by two o'clock, and then I finish my third one 
before I leave the gym. Because yeah, I know I, I need a, I need about two. Yeah, so you two, need about two. I need two. And I'm like almost done. Yeah. Because <laughs> went kind of hard this morning. <laughs> and so, yeah, depending on your activity level, that's just the base rule. So if you're someone like Thomas who's just training a lot and you're sweating a lot, you might need more than that minimal recommendation of like if you're 200 pounds, 100 ounces, it might actually be, you know, 150 ounces. So just kind of go by feeling. Make sure you're not thirsty. Your, your lips aren't dry. And if you are sweating that much, it might it might be a good idea to throw in some electrolytes. So natural electrolytes such as lemon juice, real simple, cut a lime or lemon, squeeze it, it in. Or, oh, or, or just suck. Just bite, okay. bite, bite, bite it down, whatever yeah, you want. Yeah, bite it. Skin and all. So, okay. <laughs> oh. So that and then Don't do that. put in some Himalayan or just basic sea salt. Oh, I love that salt. Basic. Not because it's pink. Yeah. Just because so, you know, it's good. Yeah. And that, that'd be good to go. So with that, that'd probably be the water. Next, then you want to get your micronutrients. Micronutrients is basically your vitamins and minerals. That's basically it. From your leafy and fibrous vegetables. So that's things such as spinach, mm. kale, broccoli, cauliflower, etc. Right? And you want to start by picking two to three veggies that you like. And then do your homework on different ways to prepare them. The reason why is up front, it might take more time to find ways and make ways and plan and do homework on how to eat them. But this is a long-term thing that we're trying to do. This isn't a short, uh, quick fix of I'm only gonna eat vegetables for 21 days. This is I'm gonna make them and eat them for the rest of my life so I have all the vitamins and minerals to operate optimally. Right, and so with that said, it's a long term lifestyle, it's a long life change, and they will create habits that will keep us healthy. Yeah, yeah, Thomas and vegetables. No, you don't eat vegetables. I don't like we're, we're gonna We're gonna get you to eat vegetables. Yeah, if you have fun, comment below for Pichon to eat vegetables. We will do a video of him eating vegetables. Mm, no, they won't. Yeah, so so leave the they, comment. Challenge no, accepted. Don't do it. Challenge accepted. Please don't. I don't want them. <laughs> and so moving on next, after you get the water and the veggies, you want to get some protein. Oh, you know, very important. Building blocks of tissue and muscle. So this is where you can decide personally if you want to go with more of a plant-based or animal-based protein. And I personally like both. I like both. I love my hemp products. I like my soy I like my bean and green combos. I like everything, lentils, all that. And so decide. But I also like the cage-free eggs, organic meats, grass-fed beefs, right? wild-caught salmon, all great stuff. And so main thing is just check that you don't have any type of condition or allergies to certain foods. And typically, you should be good to go. And if you want to even go deep, I would recommend to do a food allergy test to see which foods you might be allergic to. Where some people are allergic to eggs, some people are allergic to things like oatmeal. So if you want to go super deep, find a local testing center that can do food allergy tests, and that'll fight. That'll let you know which foods will give you inflammation. The inflammation is not good, so that would probably be the most scientific way to do it but just figure out ways i would say go by the fleeing test if you feel good typically you'll you feel good mm. and so the next on the list is of course essential fats we gotta have fats Yum. fats are healthy fats great for the brain great butter. for the heart yeah butter. and so butter is okay too but it has to be grass-fed how do you grass feed butter? Oh wait, okay, cows. Yeah. 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 Okay. Give me. Grass. You gotta give grass. me a second sometimes. It's <laughs> all good. Just say grass fed. Beef. I thought you just blend it up, stick it in the butter. It's grass fed <laughs> butter. Oh <my> <laughs> so healthy fats would be things like avocados, almonds, cashews. Ooh, almonds. I like almonds. Yeah, almonds mm. are great. Typical Eat the whole bag one day. Nuts are great. So cooking with olive oil, right? Cooking with coconut oil are also great ways to get them in. And 
lastly, you want to add some starch carbs. So this goes back to the whole construction workers. If you're manual labor, you work out every day or whatever it is, then you want to add some more of this kind of food. So this is food such as fruits, root vegetables. That's anything from that just grows from the ground. Taro, pumpkin, sweet potatoes, yams, right? And then, of course, whole grains are great too, depending on if you're the whole food allergy thing. Brown rice, oatmeal, etc. So those are also great. And all in all, our portions are going to be different depending on your goals, your lifestyle. Uh, typical meal might have a portion about a fistful or so about carbs, I mean uh, vegetables. So leafy, fibrous vegetables, about a palm or so of protein, and maybe a fistful or so of healthy fat or starch, depending on what you're doing. Fats are long-chain energy. So they're better if you're not doing anything explosive. So if you're sitting down, your energy is probably better suited with healthy fats. But carbs is for the explosive. Now, yeah, so if you're going to be doing a aerobic class or a group fitness class or a weight training session or anything where you're going to be moving quickly or exercising, then sports nutrition comes in and they recommend carbs before and after depending on your goals but also that depends on your goals too if you want to lose weight you might not have carbs so much before or not after but that depends on your goals and so here's what an example might look like right a third of our plate being broccoli or asparagus okay very simple a third of our plate being wild-caught salmon. Oh, I love salmon. And a third of our plate being brown rice. And our meal being cooked with olive oil. So that's kind of what a visual might look like. And, I mean, what about nutrition? What do you do for nutrition, Thomas? Me? Right. I eat meat and rice. <laughs> Such a bro answer. No, that's like that's that's for real what it is. It's meat, rice, maybe some peanut butter. Yeah, a lot so, of actually a lot of peanut butter. So why don't you eat vegetables? Because I don't like it. Well, why don't you like it? Don't I mean, taste good. We're all curious. It doesn't People taste good. That's like the person. bottom line. It doesn't taste good. But so I don't like, want to eat. That's it. like the whole justification of it doesn't feel good, so I'm not going to train. Yeah. See, training does feel good. But it's like I, I, it, it it doesn't taste it doesn't feel good so i'm not gonna do it i don't know i don't know I've, i can stick it in my mouth but it's not gonna go down so was there something that happened when you were no young? clue no clue no Just clue no because because apparently according to my mom yeah mom. didn't even like you could whatever was on my plate when i was young it was i would eat it all didn't matter what it was you would eat it all yeah so, and then for some reason i just never ate it again you don't remember. No clue. There must be something so traumatic. No. That your brain just blocked it out. No, I would have remembered something, something like that. Something so traumatic. Maybe I just tasted what cheap food tastes like, and I just never went back. The McDonald's. Whoa, not McDonald's. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. No, oh, okay. Yeah. More but of the a Panda typical... Express kind of person. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. There you go. Okay, interesting. But we're going to get you to eat some vegetables, man. Yeah, yeah. Good luck. You know, and it, it's just really interesting because thinking about what we were just talking about earlier about the jiu-jitsu, what was your experience? Because you just started earlier this year. Yep. What were your thoughts when you first just heard about it and first saw it and your first day experiencing it? What went through your mind? So take us back to like when you first saw it. Um. Okay, so first doing jujitsu was uh, a lot of panic. <laughs> I remember a lot of panic. I remember panicking because I I'm not a confrontational person. I'm more of like, let's talk it out. You know, that's that. That's yeah. like what kind of person I I. I still am. Yeah. I would love to talk out a situation. But the first time, man, that was just rough. Like, And I had, like, 
some experience like my my uh not with jujitsu in particular but my uh my brother he did high school wrestling so he liked to play around sometimes and my uh, a lot of my buddies they did judo so they were like thomas here yeah come you know i'm just gonna just stand right here then they would just fly me over their back and i'm like thanks it's okay you're very important you're crucial to this uh training session i'm like yeah being thrown thanks thank you very much like so it wasn't like it was just weird still being attacked on the ground after my you know my shoulders are pinned and Mm. and just like why are we still going Mm -hmm. that's like how you win right you just you pin that's wrestling and it's it's different yeah and judo too judo it's just once you once you hit you know once you basically hit the ground like on your back yeah once you throw yeah once the throw is pretty much done this opponent's done yes you know but jujitsu is like, nah, we're gonna go past that. We're going to the point where you are begging for your life, <laughs> basically. You are tapping out of the situation. Exactly. And you're asking basically for forgiveness. <laughs> yeah. And that's the that was introduced to the world mainstream in ninety three. Hoist Gracie. Yes. Hoist Gracie. It's it's spelled Royce, but it's Hoist Gracie. Yeah, they they got the pronunciation on point. Hoist. Yeah. So that's uh that's a good point. What about what about so how long did it take you for it to not feel weird and for you to not freak out as soon as someone grabs you? Do you remember? Two months. Two months. Two months probably. Yeah. Because I don't even I don't even know how long I've been doing it now. Yeah, it's past three. So maybe. two months. Yeah, that's, that sounds about right. The first month is just what is going on. I don't know what's going on. Your ego gets hurt. Your ego just gets bruised, man. Like, cause the first time I did it, I was in high school, and there was a smaller guy than me. I was pretty small. I was a hundred forty something pounds. Mm, that and was big to me, <laughs> dude. High school, I was like one eighteen. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so I went against somebody who was like 120. And I thought to myself, because I was like the backyard, I I was like the backyard grappler, WWE style. And so I paired up with this guy who's small, shorter and smaller than me. And within like a minute or two, he just mangles me. He out wrestles me, out grapples me. And I end up getting choked. Nice. And I'm thinking to myself, what just happened? The you disbelief. Just, you just got owned. I got owned. <laughs> and first thing, the look of disbelief, my ego got hurt. Right? That's the first, that's really the only thing that hurts. It's it's really a gentle art. It is. But it's not so gentle to our ego. Oh, that's the only yeah? thing. It, like, if you destroys have a, it. If you're an arrogant person or if you have a big ego, do you, you're, you're not going to last. No, or just, Yeah, but do it though. Or just do it. Because you'll <laughs> you're either going to be a humble person or you're going to be humbled. Right. Yep. And so I got humbled that day. Good job. And I was all confused. Like, dang, like what, what just happened? That must have been a fluke. All right, bro, let's do it one more time. Let's get it on. We shake hands and we, we start getting after it. And all of a sudden he takes me down and I'm on my back and he's like clearing everything. And I'm pinned to the ground and I believe it was an arm bar to me. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, wait, my arm got stretched out to the point of hyperextension and my elbow was going to like, I, I didn't know how to tap. It was my first day. I was like, whoa. And I, I just tapped. And I think the guy let go because he knew he, he, he had he, it. He, he could feel it, right? Yeah, he knew he had it. So th- that happened. And I think we went in again and again. It took me like three or four times of him just mauling me and just, just choking and just attacking me. To realize I had no idea what I was doing. That all the stuff that I watched on TV, all the WWE and all the stuff that I oh, thought was work. I mean, it, don't get me wrong. It did work against people who had no idea what they are doing. Yeah, you know, you fly into anybody. Yeah, gonna do I would something. do, for WWE fans, I would do the spear, the Batista bomb, oh, right? Nice. I would do Sounds all like of these, like, really cool, you know, the... WWE move critical hit it, it would work against people who don't know but someone who's a seasoned grappler I just got owned mm-hmm. and it really hurt my ego and I remember the first couple weeks for me it was really tough because I thought to myself wow 
in a self-defense situation, if someone actually got on the, got me on the ground and I was just sat on me, I would die. If Probably. it was a real life, mortal life struggle, yeah. and someone just sat on me, and at that time, I don't know what I'm doing, I would be powerless, and I may die. Probably, yeah. And so <laughs> that's the power of jujitsu. Yeah, you or, can buck them off. Yeah, you can call it jujitsu. Yeah, jujitsu. But basically, that's the power. You can you know how to shrimp. You know how to defend yourself. Yeah. Probably, if someone's like coming at you, just double leg them on their head. Yeah. You know, that's you can still do that. It's still technically jujitsu. Yeah. It's a takedown. Exactly. Got to get to the ground somehow. Mm-hmm. And you know, of course, of course, the number one thing is to not engage, right? Yeah. Run. Yeah. First Most step. number one, you know, you win verbally. Win verbally. Hey, man, I don't want no problems. Uh, and and actually, the mo- because you build confidence with jujitsu, and you start understanding what you're able to do, you actually want to confront people less. Oh yeah, no, you get you all know? your bad it's like anger you're out. You're good. You know, you're you're yeah. peaceful. You're yeah. a peaceful person. Peaceful person. And so, with that said, it's very easy to just check your ego and be like, you know what? Hey man, hey bro, I don't want no problems, man. I, I, I'm good. I apologize. My fault. I, you know, I, I didn't mean to look at you that way. And that that might sound weak to some it's people. It's like, oh, you're it takes weak. a lot more. It's to yeah. like just own it yourself and to just, yeah, then for you to just be like, oh, right, it's your, your fault. Yeah. You know, to blame. And, and, and who knows too, right? I mean, if you get into a self-defense altercation, what happens if if a takedown happens oh, I think and they hit it. their head Oof. and they die? Oh, man. Uh, well, I hope uh. he hit you first. Right. Self-defense. But still, you would go to prison for a self-defense death charge. What? Six years. Oh, I didn't know it, that. It might, not, it might not be murder or manslaughter, but you would still get, you know, I'm not even sure what the law is, but you, I'm sure you would get five to ten years. That's, that's, like, you so, want to go with the, with the theme, yeah. gentle. Gentle. You know? Minimal force as possible. Yeah. And this is what attracted me to jiu-jitsu uh, because I actually originally started with karate. And then I went, yeah. then I found my way into boxing. Oh. Shout out to Central Boxing when they were at Boys and Girls Club. That was the next thing, was boxing. And then uh, after boxing, I did a little bit of, like, I, think, I guess it was MMA training. It was a little bit of Muay Thai, but I really enjoyed the jiu-jitsu, the grappling, submission wrestling portion. Grappling part. And then I just went full-blown into jiu-jitsu. So... Of course, you know, striking is good and all that. But in a real-life situation, if you strike somebody and they die, that's not going to help anybody. It's not going to be good for our family. Nope. Uh, That's not going to be good for anybody where we got to go to prison. So that's why it's better to be able to gently, you know, be able to just put them into positions and move their body where they can't move. Yep. And so... That's why I'm a huge advocate of jiu-jitsu. And even if you're like a working person or a business guy, it's so good. Here's why. Because you learn to solve problems immediately. Oh, that's pretty true. Because for me, that's what carried over to starting this podcast and also Yanagita Fitness is, okay, we got to solve a problem. We're going to solve a need. How do we get to the overall big picture, which is subduing the person and submitting the person so in business is how do we find a need and how do we solve it how do we maximize and serve the most people and so just like that we keep solving problems problem pops up boom overcome around or through it dang so that's jujitsu for you guys i think a baseline i would say yeah Yeah. we could do a full podcast about you you don't know yeah until you do it for like a month you gotta do it a month you can't just one day get dominated stop yeah because i'll tell you this if someone's been doing jujitsu for a week and you go there to first day you're gonna get crushed yeah month like if you're going there for a month someone's going there for two months they're gonna crush you oh yeah it's just automatic yeah but like unless you're like a prodigy where you can like just learn everything from every day and just stack it and figure things out on your own 
then you might be able to get some tricks yeah. on some higher people. Right? That's true. And, and, and that's why it's so important to just like in fitness, right? Fitness or bodybuilding or, you know, whatever your goals are, lifestyle, getting healthy to measure progress based on you, right? Your competition is you. So no need to worry about looking at the person to your left and seeing how much they lift. No need to worry about looking to the person on your right and seeing how fast they run. Uh, and just as much as no need to worry about the person that's with you and how powerful or strong or how they're so good at whatever they're doing. And that's the part where we can get wrapped up because our ego wants to compare, right? Oh, this person has, uh, I don't know, a nicer squat. That's kind of weird. A nice uh, squat. I, I you got a, what, like a nicer. You got a nice bench. Yeah, nice. Uh, good upper, form. Oh, yeah, push up. You have a good push up. Got a good push and up. our ego wants to beat ourselves up. Like, oh, I'm not good enough for that. Right? Whoa. And so, no need to worry, right? If someone's doing better than us, first thing is, dang, man, I'm happy for them. Yeah, well, they're damn, doing, you're doing good. They're doing really good. You know, I'm so happy that this guy is crushing push ups. I remember this guy going, doing from wall push ups to regular push ups in a matter of two months. Same with grappling. Wow, this person went from like flopping on the on the ground to like actually being able to maneuver in two months. Flop. I'm really happy for this person, right? And so that's the key is to not compare yourself to anybody and our competition being ourself. Yeah. So that. unless that motivates you, I would say. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, if you like cause I remember when I first came to the gym, mm -hmm. I was doing functional fitness because, you know, it's just it's like, yeah, you know, whatever. I'll, I'll right. try it out. Do functional fitness. And then I met I met the other guys. I met Jacob and yep. Joey. Chaz. Shout out. Bro, where you at? Joey Cardoza boy. Cardoza boy. Ishikawa. Like, I Why saw... Um, I saw... Shout out to Jacob. Jacob. Actually, so I'm doing deadlifts. And he was doing 185. And that's not a lot. You know, to me now, but oh my god, like when I first saw him doing, I'm like, damn, that looks heavy. <laughs> and that just like, more, like I want to do that. That looks like fun, you know. So I joined the strength portion mm -hmm. of the class, and then I've pretty much just been lifting weights ever since then. But then I had like some time where I. Stopped working out for like eight months. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then I went back to 118. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. All my hard work gone. I remember looking at you like, dang, man, what happened to you? Not enough rice. Not <laughs> rice. <laughs> all, I, all I would eat was like a, a sandwich and like a, like a bowl of ramen. Wow. That's it. That's why you got so skinny. Dude. And, and then I was, like, working, like, 10 hours a day. <sighs> Losing all the gains. Dude, it just disappeared, bro. Dang. Lots of gains. Dude, I couldn't even deadlift. I was, I was weak. I was a little stick. Yeah, and that's okay. I'm still a stick. You know, and, and that's okay. Like, if that's where we're at. Because we all started there, right? I, I started there, too. I couldn't do a single pull-up. I couldn't do a single push-up. I literally had to start push-ups on my knees and for wrestling. And so they were like, Justin, you got it. Yanagita, Yanagita, you got to get stronger. Coach Panuve, Yanagita. And shout out to the late Coach Ivy, the legend, Baldwin High School's coach. Mm. Um, yeah, we always say like, hey, man, you got to build some strength. You got to do push-ups. You got to do pull-ups. And I could do zero. So if that's where we're starting, that's cool. And with that, guys, dang, that was a fast 50 minutes. And, you know, real quick, I want to just do a quick shout out to the Maui Food Bank because oh. we're doing a food bank drive. Yes. And we just hit a thousand pounds of food thanks to you and everybody in our community that's rallying up to help support those in need. And a quick thing there was a time where we had to rely on the food bank. And we didn't have food, right? My parents immigrated here. We didn't really have much. And especially when the family business 
shut down with no revenue for like eight, was it a little less than a year? It was a scary time. We didn't know if we were going to eat. My parents, they didn't want to rely on government assistance. So they relied on community assistance, mm. right? And uh, church and their friends. And, you know, we made it happen. And so I remember just being really thankful just to be able to eat. And it's no joke. Being able to have food and have warm, even just like warm food. I remember being so thankful to have cereal and just, I would eat cereal with water. I don't know if you, anybody has done that, but we didn't have milk because we couldn't buy the $2 milk. So I would just, we got donated cereal to us. I think it was from the food bank or somebody. And my mom would be like, you're going to eat cereal and water. And I was complaining about it as a kid, but I was like, you know what? This is what we got to do. Just eat the cereal. I would and just I would do eat that. it out of the box. Exactly. That's I, probably what I, I would have did that. I would just eat it out of the box. I probably should have just ate it out of the box. Yeah, but I, I don't know why you're making soggy cereal. Soggy cereal. <laughs> you You know, and... I have and, tried it with water, though. Right. And it is weird. It's 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 different. I, I don't know what, so. what just tastes wrong. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, with that said, uh, we're doing a food drive at our gym, Yanagida Fitness. We're right behind Sack and Save, 800 Eha Street. Mm-hmm. Unit number nine. We're going to be going for the next, I believe, three weeks. December, is it the 18th? 17th or 18th? Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be doing pickups Monday through Friday, 3 o'clock to 7 p.m. 3 to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday. Anything helps, guys. A canned good, a bag of rice, anything. Because there's a bunch of people that I know personally that are still going hungry. And a bunch of people that I don't know personally that are going hungry and going to sleep with that hungry feeling. You know, it's it's not, it's not, uh, that's one thing that, I am really passionate. I don't know if it's, it's probably because, you know, I we had to go and grow through that. Um, but, yeah, we're doing a collaboration with the Maui Food Bank. And, uh, yeah, we're just really thankful. So, And, by the way, just the last thing, that shirt, Back and Body Hurts, Pichan. Yeah, that's a good. It's a great shirt. I saw it when as I a first, meme. Yeah, when I first saw it, I was like, Bath and Body. I read that back and body hurts. Back and body hurts. Oh my Instead goodness. of back and body You're works. too young, bro. Twenty years old. 20 Can't years be saying old. that. Already in pain. <laughs> oh, no, dude. I so, do have minor back pain though. Minor like back for real. Yeah, yeah. It sucks. Yeah. Or just push it in and we'll be I, good to go. I think it's genetic. <laughs> genetic. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know about the genetic. I about that cop out. No, I'm just kidding. I used to lift a lot of stuff with my back. Oh yeah, you when construction I was seven. Back. Yeah. I don't want to go to school. Okay, you're coming to work with me. (laughs) Exactly. Carry tile up the stairs. (laughs) So, with that said, gang, thank you for tuning in to the Yanagita podcast. We look forward to seeing you and have a great one. We'll see you next week. Oh, yeah. Fighting sickness with fitness. All day long.